Hallelujah. 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 In the name of Jesus. We thank you tonight for the incorruptible, indestructible, ever-living seed of the Word of God. We pray that the power of the Holy Ghost will move in this place and in every place where this message is heard. And we pray this in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen and amen. You may be seated around the church tonight. Hallelujah. Tonight we're going to start by looking at the concept of receiving and giving. Let me start with this opening point. This is the first thing we receive from Jesus. We receive the incorruptible, indestructible, ever-living seed of the Word of God. Everything that happens afterward depends on how we use this seed, the Word of God. Are we together on this? This is the first seed. If you are looking for your healing, this is where it begins. If you are looking for miracles, this is where it begins. If you are looking for financial blessing, this is where it begins. If you are looking for spiritual blessings, this is where it begins. Whatever you are looking for from God, it begins with the Word of God. This is the original seed. God, through Jesus, has planted this seed into our lives. And He wants to see this seed bear forth fruit. Now in the Gospel of John, we see as the word goes forth, the following fruit coming from the word of God. When the word of God is planted, there will be fruit in the believer. A lot of what we are going to talk about is really beginning fruit. As in when the word of God enters into us, even when we were yet sinners, when we heard the word, this is the first fruit that came out of our lives. So, Jesus, through the Holy Spirit, using the church, he is planting the incorruptible, indestructible, ever-living seed of the word of God into us. What is the fruits? We are going to see 
as believers. The Gospel of John chapter 1. We see the following when John the Baptist is introducing Jesus. He says what? He says, Behold the Lamb of God, which takes away the sin of the world. When we see the seed of the Word of God planted, we will see us believing that Jesus is the Lamb of God. We will believe and we will know beyond a shadow of a doubt that our sins are gone. What Jesus did when he went to the cross, when he shed his blood, when he atoned for our sins in the temple made without hands in heaven, when Jesus did this, it paid our sin debt. And our sins were completely and totally gone. When we heard the gospel message for the first time, when we heard about the Christ, the cross, and the resurrection, what happened? We were moved by the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit put that seed of the Word of God inside of us. And when that seed began to come forth, we believed in the gospel message. And what was the result of believing in the gospel message? The result was this, that our sins are gone. Every one of us who are believers in Jesus, the good news is this. Before we knew Jesus, before the incorruptible, indestructible, ever-living seed of the Word of God entered us, we were in sin. But once that seed entered into us, and once that seed began to take root, and when we believed in the gospel, the blood of Jesus wiped out our sin debt completely. We are no longer in our sins. The past is gone. Now replaced by what Jesus has for us from this point going forward. And it begins with the complete and total forgiveness of sins. Are we together on this? Let's keep going. The Gospel of John. A few verses down. When we see at the end of verse 33. The same is he which baptizes in the Holy Ghost. John the Baptist, at this point, when he sees Jesus, he knows because it was revealed by God to him that Jesus would be the baptizer in the Holy Ghost. And what Jesus did on the cross, when Jesus shed his blood to pay our sin debt, when Jesus went into the tabernacle made without hands and made the atonement for our sins, and when God raised Jesus from the dead, excuse me, when God raised Jesus from the dead, what was the end result? 
the end result was that the stage was set for us to be believers in Jesus, to receive the baptism in the Holy Ghost. There is no baptism in the Holy Ghost without Jesus paying the price to pay our sin debt. There is no baptism in the Holy Ghost without Jesus being raised from the dead. And there is no baptism in the Holy Ghost without Jesus ascending to the right hand of the Father. And they're asking the Father to send the baptism of the Holy Ghost. Here, John the Baptist, he teaches about what? That Jesus is the baptizer in the Holy Ghost. We know from Luke 3.16 that John the Baptist also said that the one that would be following him would be the baptizer in the Holy Ghost. And we know from Acts chapter 1 when Jesus said, I taught you about the baptism in the Holy Ghost. He prepared them for this moment. You see, before the baptism of the Holy Ghost entered into the life of the believers, Jesus taught thoroughly on the subject. As a church, if we want to see men and women, boys and girls, if we want to see every believer Receive the baptism in the Holy Ghost. It begins with this message being preached from the pulpit. It begins with this message being taught throughout every part of church ministry. There is no baptism in the Holy Ghost unless it is taught and preached in the church. We set the stage for believers receiving the baptism in the Holy Ghost through the preaching and the teaching of the incorruptible, indestructible, ever-living seed of the Word of God. Are we together on this? Think about this for a second. How did you learn about the baptism in the Holy Ghost? I learned from hearing because somebody said my family the ministers in the church through the years they taught about the reality of the baptism of the Holy Ghost they taught that this is for today and they taught that this was for me and they taught that I could receive this and when I heeded those words And when I prayed, and when the church agreed, what happened? I received the baptism of the Holy Ghost. But the baptism in the Holy Ghost, it begins when it is taught in the church. Because no one knows about any of this without this first being taught in the church. Are we together on this? How do we know about Jesus being the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world? It is taught in church. 
How do we know about the baptism in the Holy Ghost? It is taught in the church. If we are going to see these things, they must be proclaimed in the pulpits and in the classrooms and in every part of ministry in the church. Are we still here? Hallelujah. Let's stay in chapter 1. When Jesus said in verse 42, And he brought him to Jesus. And when Jesus beheld him, he said, Thou art Simon, the son of Jonas. Thou shalt be called Cephas, which is by interpretation a stone. We see Jesus here giving a prophetic word to Simon, who will become Peter. A prophetic word about what he is going to become in the future. Something that begins to come about when Simon says, you are the Christ, the Son of the living God. Now where did this all begin? The prophetic word is what? The word of God given to man. In this case, it is the word of God given to Jesus. And in our time, it's the word of God given to Jesus, revealed to us by the Holy Spirit, and then given to those who are in the church, all the believers in the body of Christ. For the prophetic word to begin to take root, it needs to be spoken to the people of the church. What Jesus did, when Jesus was here on earth, He spoke the words that the Father gave him. And then what? The believers received the word. Their prophetic word. What is happening in this era in church history? The Holy Ghost. He still speaks to ministers. And he reveals to them the message that needs to be delivered to the church. Understand this. The ministers in the church, they operate under the power and the anointing of the Holy Ghost. And with this anointing, the prophetic word of the Lord will go forth in the church. Now understand, sometimes the prophetic word could be as simple as this. Today is the day of salvation. Sometimes the prophetic word could be, this is your time for a healing in America. Sometimes the prophetic word could reveal the meaning of the word of the living God. And yes, sometimes the prophetic word, it can be about future events. But the prophetic word is given primarily to the church, 
first and foremost to the believers. Now, on occasion, a prophetic word will be given to those who have not yet believed. What is the perfect purpose of a prophetic word there? The purpose is this, that they may believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of the living God. It is still the word that goes forth. The word under the anointing of the Holy Ghost. When we look at what happens in a church, we need to enter into the church, not expecting to be entertained, not expecting to be motivated, but expecting to receive the incorruptible, indestructible, ever-living seed of the Word of God given by God to Jesus, revealed to us through the ministry by the Holy Ghost. We need to come expecting to hear, thus saith the Word of the Lord. Are we together on this? We need to enter into every church service with that expectation that the word of the Lord will go forth. Are we still here? Let's stay in this chapter. Let's look at the end of the chapter where Jesus said to Nathanael, Verily I say unto you, Hereafter ye shall see heaven open, and the angels of God ascending and descending upon the Son of Man. Now, what is Jesus saying here? He is saying that he is the connection between the natural realm and the spiritual realm. How do we know this? It is revealed to Jesus when he spoke these words. When we are in the Word of God. The things of the spiritual, the things of heaven, the things of God are going to be revealed to us. We long for the deeper truths and we should long for those. But we need to long for what Jesus is revealing to us about the Father. Revealing to us about what is happening, what has happened, what will happen. How the door of heaven is open for the supernatural to happen. Healing, it is ours. Miracles, they are ours. Blessing, they are ours. Deliverance, it is ours. Every good and perfect spiritual gift comes from the Lord. That means we should be looking for the revelation of the Lord when we read this word. We should be looking for the application that comes by the Spirit. Understand something. 
when it comes to things spiritual. They are revealed to us, not by the minister, not by the teacher. Oh, they might be given to you by the minister. They might be given to you by the teacher. But they are revealed to you through the Holy Ghost. The Holy Ghost will reveal the supernatural. We want to know the Word. We want to apply the supernatural truths that are here. If we want to see what Jesus is talking about, it begins right here. In the Word of God. And when we are in the Word, the supernatural truths of the Word of God will be revealed to us. Are we still here? Let's move over a few pages. We know that Nicodemus in chapter 3 came to Jesus by night. And he said that he knew that Jesus came from God because of the signs and wonders that Jesus performed. No man does these miracles unless God be with them. And what did Jesus say in response? You must be born again. When we hear the incorruptible, indestructible, ever-living seed of the Word of God, we are born again. Changed from the old unto the new. Yet how did this happen? We were born of God, as it said in chapter 1, when we heard the word of God. In the case of Nicodemus, on this day, he is hearing Jesus teach the word of God. In the next chapter, the Samaritan woman, she is hearing the word of God the exact same way. When Jesus teaches this, what is the end result? A faith that comes by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. And when we believe what we are hearing, what's going to be the end result? The end result is going to be this. A changed life. A change that begins by receiving the Word of God. Understand something. The message of forgiveness, it begins with hearing the Word of God. The message of receiving the baptism in the Holy Ghost, it begins by receiving the word of God. The prophetic word. It begins by receiving the word of God. When we talk about the supernatural. It begins 
by hearing the word of God and being born again also begins with hearing the word of God. This is the beginning of all of this. How was I born again? Because somebody preached the word of God. How was I born again? Because the pastor, when I was a kid, he led me to Jesus. How? Words. The word of God through those leading someone to Jesus. Understand something. We always want to tie this to the person in the pulpit. We want to tie this to the ones doing the teaching, to the evangelist, to the prophet, to the apostle. Yet every one of us has been given the message of the gospel to share the message. And when you share that message, when you share the word, the Holy Ghost will use that message to lead someone to Jesus so they can be born again. Being born again begins with teaching. And the teaching and preaching and witnessing of the Word begins with each and every one of us. And it begins in the home. Every parent who is here tonight, every parent who is listening wherever this is being heard, ask your child point blank if he is a Christian, if she is a Christian. Ask them. In a lot of cases, they might sit through church and no one has asked the question. Not this church, but it could be in a lot of cases. No one's asked. You have been given the word of truth. If the answer is no, or I hope so, remember what we are teaching. That God loves them and has a wonderful plan for their life and they need to be led to Jesus. And the words that you speak, the word of God, anointed by the Spirit, could lead your child to Jesus, could lead your relatives to Jesus, could lead total strangers to Jesus. Are we together on this? We have been given the seed of the Word of God to see people born again. We need to speak these words to others. Hallelujah. John 3.15 That whosoever believeth in him should not perish. When the word goes forth, people will not face the second death. For those who do not believe in the gospel message, here's what's going to happen. They will die. They will first go to hell. And there they will stay 
until the great white throne judgment. When they appear before Jesus. And when Jesus looks through the records, he's going to see everything that they had done. He will see that they are in sin. He will see that they are not believers in Jesus. Their name is not in the book of life. What's going to happen? Jesus will pass the judgment that they will spend an eternity in the lake of fire. Then they will be cast there to spend eternity in eternal torment. This is the destiny of all of those who do not believe in the gospel message. But we have been given the incorruptible, indestructible, ever-living seed of the word of God to tell others about what will happen. It is our responsibility to give the word to those who have not heard it regarding eternal judgment, just like that word was given to us. Why am I not going to hell? Why am I avoiding the lake of fire? Answer. The Holy Spirit led someone to tell me about this so I could avoid this. Are we together on this? The Holy Spirit used somebody to tell you the word of God, which gave you freedom from this horrible destiny. And now that we have received this word, and because it is growing inside of us, we need to give this word to others as well. Understand something. What is the first seed of the word of God that should come out of our lives? The first seed of the word of God that should come out of us is the seed of the word of God. Because the word will what? Grow into its seed. After all, a pear, it starts as a pear tree. And what's going to happen? That pear tree will produce a seed. That seed will produce another pear tree, which will produce another seed. The word of God as seed must leave your mouth to enter into the ground of others that they could change and avoid eternal torment. The next part of this was what? First was what? Perish. The second, eternal life. Here's what's going to happen to the believers in Jesus. We will pass from death unto life. We will head to be with Jesus in heaven through the first part of eternity. Then what's going to happen? Jesus will come and rule and reign on this earth for a thousand years and we will be with him. 
we will skip the great white throne judgment because there is no charges against us. There is no reason for us to be there. Then what? Then we will enter with Jesus into the new heaven and the new earth and be with him through all eternity. Now, how did we learn about this? The same way. The word of God was taught to us. And we received this word and it took root. And we now have eternal life with Christ Jesus our Lord. Are we still here? This is important. Because when the word goes forth, we will avoid eternal torment. And we will enter into eternal life. Let's go on. Last point for next to last point for the night. John chapter 4. The woman at the well in Samaria. The last part of verse 10. He would have given thee living water. When the word goes forth, the living water enters into us. And what did Jesus say? Out of our bellies shall flow rivers of living water. But how did this begin? It begins how? Proclaiming of the word of God. When we read things like this, when the Spirit reveals its meaning to us, when we preach about these things in church, we will see these things happen. We have seen what? We have seen the Lamb of God which takes away the sins of the world, the baptism in the Holy Ghost, the prophetic word, the supernatural. We have seen being born again. We have seen will not perish. We have seen eternal life. We have seen what? Living water. It begins with the preaching of the word of God. Are we still here? Let's finish up one page over. When Jesus says, verse 35, Say ye not, there are yet four months, and then comes harvest. Behold, I say unto you, lift up your eyes and look on the fields, for they are white already to harvest. What happened? Jesus had been planting the word of God into the life of a woman who is now planting that seed that was given to her seeing it become a harvest as she gives this seed to the people in Samaria. She received the seed of the Word. She is now planting the seed of the Word. What's the end result 
a harvest. When we plant the seed, the seed will produce what? Souls. And then that seed goes forth to produce more souls. Here is what we must plant. We talk about the harvest. Let's talk about the planting first. We must preach the incorruptible, indestructible, ever-living seed of the Word of God. This must be planted. Are we together on this? There is no harvest without the preaching of the gospel. Just like in Sychar, there was no harvest without Jesus first planting the seed of the word in the woman. And the woman went into the city, and what did she do? She what? Planted more seed of the word of God. Come see a man. And then they came out. And what happened? Harvest. But why was there a harvest? Because the word went forth first. As a church, everything we have seen in this message is only possible when we first teach the word of God. When we plant the seed of the word of God. People must first Receive the seed of the word of God. Are we together on this? When they receive the seed, then we can harvest the soul. But there is no harvest without the preaching of the word. I do not want us to look at our fields in and around this church and see an empty field. What does he mean by that? An empty field because the seed of the word was not planted. I want to see harvest. I want to see all the souls that has heard the word and are ready to receive the word. Tonight, every one of us are planters. It is time for us, one, get into this and know it thoroughly. And then plant this into people's lives. We're going to see a harvest. We are going to see a massive harvest, but we're planting first. And we're planting tonight the Word of God so it can bring forth a harvest. And it goes beyond souls. If we want to see a harvest of the baptism of the Holy Ghost, we got to preach on it. If we want to see a harvest of healing, we've got to teach from the Word. If we want to see all of this, we must plant this seed into their lives. Tonight, the call is to be planters. You got the seed. 
This is what has been given to you. Now it's time to share this, plant this, and then let the Spirit bring forth the harvest. Let's stand across the church tonight. Hallelujah. Hallelujah.